everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm your host, Junior Binu, along with my co-host, Anthony Toma. And today we have our special guest, Francis George McCullough. And Francis is from Muscle Care, Inc. Uh, Francis is going to be here today to give us some explanations from anything with the uh, therapeutical, body healing, spiritual healing, and much more to be able to... Uh, help you guys identify getting through some of the pain and problems that you have, joint inflammations. Along with that, she's got a book that we're going to get into at the end to let you know about uh, what the book has entailed and uh, when she's going to drop it. So good to have you, darling. We'll Thank let her. You. We'll let We'll let her give us the title of the book because I don't speak like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, good call. So you guys got to wait till the end to hear the title of the book. No, no, it's a really gonna, creative we're gonna, one. We're going to so. launch it now. Well, why don't you tell yeah. us about the book and a little bit about yourself. So, um... I uh, was born and raised here. Yep. I'm Chaldean, both my parents, and um, I love being Chaldean. Very, sure. mm -hmm. you know, love-hate relationship with our community. Uh, and I had an interesting life experience. I'm the youngest of seven, and I think the youngest person gets to learn from the older ones what to do and what not to do, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I can get into trouble as long as I don't do it your way. Yes. <laughs> right? Yep. And um, when I was 13, uh, we were new we were fairly new. The community was maybe 70,000, 80,000 people as compared to today. What do we have, 500,000? Uh, I think what? Court, no, right. Well, in Michigan, we're about 250 to 300. Okay. Across the nation, I think we're about half a million. Right. So we're, so we, everybody knew each other and everybody hung out and everybody sure. lived next to each other. And, and my brother passed away when I was 13 years old. He bought a motorcycle, he got hit on a motorcycle, and he died that day so it was you know it was like so much so many people that had lost family members from the stores being murdered yeah. I mean it was just you know it was a impactful experience and sure. so it was a very interesting experience to go through you know because there's a part of me that I was also gone right yeah. and then at around 17 years old my my parents were struggling and I was like, you know what, I graduated high school with a very low grade point average and I just didn't want to be here anymore, so I moved to California. And when I was in California, I had an opportunity, I wanted to go to college really bad and I wanted sure. to honestly live on a commune and smoke weed, but <laughs> that, that was, you know, that was a, quite a while ago. So I applied to UCLA, I got accepted uh, in a audit program because I didn't have the grade points to make mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. and. Um, I graduated high school with a 2.4 grade point average, so I wasn't all that bright. And I, I studied anatomy and physiology only because a teacher at Oakland Community College, I decided anybody can do art, so I started drawing nude men, but I couldn't draw. So my art teacher put his hand on my shoulder, he said, Frankie, sweetie, you can't draw, honey. If you really want to draw, go study anatomy. So when I went to UCLA, I studied anatomy, and I was a genius. I couldn't figure it out because I never picked up a book. All the learning was done audiovisual, And so I was in a program designed to understand how people learn. So there were people that were ADD, ADHD, people that had learning challenges, mm -hmm. dyslexia, dysgraphia, all of them. And I found out later that I have an issue with dyslexia. So, but I graduated college with a 4.2 grade point average. Wow. And I never did liberal arts. I just studied two and a half years anatomy and physiology. There was a big sign that you know, in the weeks before graduation that said, Aslan Institute offers intensive training in alternative health care. My opportunity to go live on a commune and smoke pot. <laughs> Dreams do come true. They do. And I no choose... No matter what your teacher told you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 
Maybe I'll start, start drawing new men again. Maybe I know now. Anyways, so uh, Eslan was a fabulous experience. While I was at Eslan, I studied alternative healing. I also had an amazing experience. So a shaman is a healer. And healing is not, let me touch you and heal you. Mm -hmm. Healing is giving you the path in which you create the space to heal yourself. And what, what healers do is they give you insight and information. They also do help change energy because everything is energy. You're an energy. This couch is an energy. This is a different energy than this energy. These are all different. All of us are giving off different energy. So we can, and energy is pliable. So we can change energy. Anyways, while I was there, I had the privilege of working <coughs> with a shaman. And I did peyote with this shaman. It was a three to four day experience. And I'm telling you, I connected with God. And it was just spectacular. It was, today we do ayahuasca. You can go out to uh, Costa Rica and do ayahuasca in this enclosed environment where you're protected and safe. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a psilocybin. It's like an, a, a psychedelic. Sure. But it, what a is control. ayahuasca? Well, ayahuasca, let's go, let's go like, back to peyote first. Right. That's, um, if... if it's a mushroom. Like a, a lot of our a lot of our viewers may um, recognize it if they watch The Sopranos. Mm -hmm. And in one episode, Tony ended up going to Vegas with this girl. They did peyote, and they were just out their their mind, their out of body experience for days. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to explain it, give them a little bit of why and what. So, so, they, so what it in does. in a healing experience, mm -hmm. this is an awakening. And I believe right now during this COVID thing. Sure. True or not is irrelevant. Yep. It's affecting the whole world. We are awakening to so many things, mm -hmm. to so much wonder and beauty and change, mm -hmm. intense change. Mm -hmm. And with, with peyote, you definitely go through a, a psilocybin or psychedelic mm -hmm. hallucinogenic right. experience. Yep. When it's controlled, as in my case or with ayahuasca, that you're, you're, you're in a safer environment when it's not controlled it's freaky mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> that's it it's, sure. it's completely it's like dropping acid you've heard of dropping acid it's the mm -hmm. same kind of like wow this is like those woodstock oh this is so cool but in a controlled environment you feel this connection you connect with what is not of this earth mm -hmm. this power greater than us source energy that we call god right and when you connect with that and you discover god really does live inside of me as me you become i and many people have shared with me also you reach this level of being okay with who you are even though you might be fucked up and jacked up and have attitude and be a bitch and be kind and be wonderful you're okay with all those things you can observe them and be called out on them and go yeah you know, you're a bitch. You just cut me off. Yeah, I've been there. I've done that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're a terrible mom. Yeah, I felt that way before. You're a fabulous mom. Yes, I have. Oh, you're wonderful. You can, you can acknowledge all of those things and acknowledge that this is part of this godly experience without sure. a right and wrong and without the judgment, right? Mm -hmm. And judgment is huge in the healing world because judge. It's a lot. It takes a lot of work to judge. Whew. When you're not in judgment. Mm -hmm then your ability to heal is greater because you're open to the possibility of what is impossible. Sure, sure. So this path led me, I didn't know what I was going to do when I came home. Before we move on to the next part of the path, can you kind of explain what you meant about COVID opening everyone's eyes? Because I think for some that the eye-opening experience is right in front of their eyes, but they're not seeing it. So if you could just help the viewers out there 
know what to look for. So may I, may I, I, I loved, when my brother died, I chose to study the Bible because people were getting pissed off that God did this to him. I'm like, God didn't do it to him. <laughs> he happened to be at this spot at this time and these are the consequences. Sure. And it could very well be possible that he was going to die no matter where he was, yeah. right? Now, I, I have the privilege of talking to dead people <laughs> and picking up energy. And when I was young, my, my older brother got very angry at... God. And and I had a dream and I came to my brother. I said, listen, LeMay came to me and he told me he was supposed to die. He did this. We're going to have goodness from this. We are. As difficult as it was. And I didn't remember saying that to my brother until later on. So this awakening is part of that. It's the awakening of, you know, if people could see that God lives inside of them. If they could understand the power of words and language, it's so right in front of them. But the Bible tells us it's for those with the eyes to see. And those that won't see, those that have to stay so rigid, I need to be right, it has to be this way. Or those people that behave poorly, we'll call them, in today's world, we call them corrupt. And we call them uh, evil, and they did this to me. When in fact, people come from fear. And when they're in this state of fear, they behave poorly. Okay? Mm -hmm. And poorly can be anywhere from murder to a liar a cheat, a thief, all those commandments. So as we awaken in this space, it's the whole world. COVID is the whole world, mm -hmm. okay? If you look back biblically, these these uh, plagues sure. have affected everyone. Well, this awakening, based on my knowledge and what I see, is we're awakening to ourselves. We're awakening to how cool we are. We're awakening to this place called love. We're awakening to the wonders. My business has improved in COVID. My business in every avenue, the spiritual business, the coaching business, the, the uh, body work business, all has improved. If I'm correct, you share the same thing. Same, you yeah. change the trajectory. Mm -hmm. As human beings, as an individual, I think we're becoming more not selfish, sure. but considering ourselves first. By doing this, just like the mask on the airplane, you feed yourself first, you give it to many people. Jesus Christ was a perfect example. He's on Mount Sinai, he's eating away. St. Thomas is going, dude, I can't eat anymore. Look at all these people coming up here. Jesus goes, I can't help them unless I'm full. You know, Thomas goes, I can't eat anymore. Jesus goes, fine, do what you want to do. I'm going to keep eating. And Jesus kept eating and eating and eating. And there was one and a half fish, according to the Bible. And Thomas likes, I can't put this out there. Jesus goes, just put it down, right? Tom's like, I can't do it. Just put the damn thing down. So yeah. he puts it down. 5,000 people show up. The bowl, bowl keeps getting fuller. If they were Chaldean, I promise you, they brought food. <laughs> right? If they were Chaldean, Jesus would have hit them with the <laughs> Thomas was freaked out. Like, how did this dude know this? Because Jesus came from pure love. Jesus knows. He said to us, in the early testament, God said, and this is part of healing. Genesis, mm -hmm. he said. I cannot experience life. The only way I can experience it is through you. So I'm going to make you in my image and my likeness. Think of those words. Contemplate them. Image and likeness. I'm going to make you in my image and my likeness. Everything I have is yours. As you read into the end of Genesis, and I'm not exact about this part here, but God says, God in the first testament, in the Old Testament, says, first it is a thought, then it manifests. He gave us all the information we need for creation. We have the power to create in our lives. Some of it by default. Some of it 
because we get insight and information. Mm -hmm. Then this dude, Jesus Christ, this guy was cool, okay? I'm, I'm mad at the Catholic Church, I'll be honest with you. Why are we spending all of our time teaching people about judgment, teaching people about suffering? Suffering is a human condition. Condition. We are conditioned to suffer. Why? Sure. What about the glory of what this dude did? He was spectacular. People yeah. got mad because he didn't rush to heal Lazarus, his cousin. He's like, don't worry, because he knew he could heal him. There's no rush. He can die. It's no problem. I'll bring him back. Right? Yeah. But we didn't have that faith. And then Jesus Christ said to us, and it's a strong, strong parable in the Bible, ask believing. Ask knowing that what you ask for is theirs. Just like I can do if I say mountain move, you guys can do it too. Right. What are you holding back from? If my experience of that whole story that I just told you is that God lives inside of us as us. And my experience of reading not just the Catholic Bible, but many different religious books, mm -hmm. there's not one place where this entity, this energy called God says, my will be done. He says, thy will be done. Sure. What you ask, and by the way, your mother probably said it to both of you guys, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Mm -hmm. So if you ask, for those things that are going to serve you, and in serving you, you get fulfillment. It's going to serve the whole world, just like the mask on your face. This is all part of the healing world. This is all part of every single one of us is intuitive. Are you listening? Just like you said, how do we help people to see? Mm -hmm. My experiences, and I don't may not know what the hell I'm talking about, but my experience is that this COVID is for us to awaken to ourselves, to the beauty of who we are, and to the power that lives inside of us is us. To honor God inside sure. of us. I'm a little crazy. I think if everyone had a sense of self-fulfillment, we wouldn't have war. If everybody had a sense of self-fulfillment, we could pick Trump or Biden and be okay with it and still hang out with you and laugh. Sure. Right? Yeah. right? We could still be strong on our opinion. Yep. Go, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and have yours. I'm glad you feel that passionate. Yep. Instead of, I can't talk to you. Can't believe you're like that. And I believe that that, that a lot of corruption, by the way, I'm just as corrupt as the next guy, okay? I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, I can tell you straight up that I get paid a lot of cash, right? So I'm just as corrupt as the next guy. I think a lot of corruption will change. I think the corruption that brings harm and danger to people. I think we have a seven. I think in the next five years, a lot is going to change. And then in the next seven to eight years beyond that, mm -hmm. there's, you're going to see an even bigger change. I'm happy for our children. I'm happy for our children that we're really, I think global warming is going to change. I think we need to save the earth, yep. right? I think keep the trees. I think more and more people are going to become self-sustaining because they have to and because they can. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when you think of COVID and the time we spent at home, we learned a lot of shit that we didn't or that we forgot. So yeah. yep. seeing is going to happen, I believe. I'm willing to be wrong. I believe to each and every one of us. What we see, though, is all going to be different for each of us. Yep. And for those that cannot see the glory in it, mm -hmm. they will have stuff that will happen to them that will bring them to the, to the forefront. Sure. So all of this, I believe, is a part of healing. You know, in my, in my, uh, in this book, let's go to this book for a quick second. Yep. My mother was hilarious. So she, she, I was married for a year and then divorced mm -hmm. and, um, and I inherited a, a boy yep. that I chose to raise, have no legal right to, uh, and I uh, met my husband 10 years later. Mm -hmm. I call him a white boy, my husband, he's American. Mm -hmm. 
And my mother fell in love with him. Oh, my God. And she looked at me and she said, Francis, if you divorce him, I'm going to keep him and I'm going to get rid of you. Yeah. So I knew that I did a good thing, right? She said, but I need, Francis, you need to learn the man. I said, okay, Mom, what? She goes, the man, he's stupid. I said, Mom, what do you mean he's stupid? She goes, you know, you're going to have the baby. You got the grocery. He's going to come home. He's going to kiss you inside your mind. You're going to think, what are you, stupid? Can't you see I need your help? She said, but Francis, if you have the tune in your voice, I knew she meant the tone. Mm -hmm. If you have the tune in your voice, the man, his brain had to go dead, and inside his head he think, what did I did? Why she be so bitch? Mm -hmm. And she was, she was hilarious. She said, you know, the man, he thinks straight line. The girl, she thinks she the whole world. She thinks, she thinks, she thinks, she thinks. The man, he thinks this. If he don't pull the file from the box, he don't think this. So you have to learn the man, he thinks today line. And I understood she meant he's linear in his mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. And women, let's be clear, we're thinking about the babies and we're thinking about the groceries and we're thinking about I got to get this done and I got to clean the house and when am I going to have the manicure and who, how am I going to get my hair done? And we get attitude and tone because we have all this shit in our head, right? Mm -hmm. And you guys are like, I didn't do shit. And, that, <laughs> and we're pissed off. And the other thing is, if we ask you to do something, you do it, you get the job done. But you don't do it the way we want it done. But we have to recognize you get the job done. And in, in my awareness that my mother taught me, I promise you, every day I shake my head at my husband. Like, really, are you that stupid? And I adore him because I can always come back and go, okay, you didn't do it my way. That's okay. You did get the job done, right? I can back up, but I can also keep the tone out of my voice. I can't believe you just did that. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you really that stupid as compared to, thank you, honey, for getting the job done. I do recognize you didn't do it the way I wanted it to. Just that, just not having the tone in your voice can change the entire trajectory of your relationship. Sure. You know, my mother was, so this is an interesting topic. My mother said, Francis, you need to learn the sex. I said, what do you mean? She goes, the man, he have a hole, he put it in, he finish. I said, mom. She goes, I said, mom. She goes, no, the girl, she need to learn her body. If she don't learn her body, she can't teach the man. I said, mom, I thought you told me the Bible said, don't, don't touch yourself. She goes, no, the Bible, it tell you, don't pleasure to yourself. I said, mom, when did you learn sex? She goes, I didn't know nothing about sex. I think the sex is for the man and for having the baby. Your sister, she teach me. I'm like, oh my gosh, my mm -hmm. sister too. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, but that, uh, the man, he wants you to have pleasure. The man he don't want, he wants you to teach him. Every man, he's different with every woman. They're the same. Well, before my mother had even said this to me, I learned something that I found valuable in life. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was the way we do anything is the way we do everything. My, If I'm kind to people, I'm kind to everybody. If I'm good to my husband, I'm good to everybody. If I'm a bitch to my husband, I'm a bitch, depending on the day and time, right? Sure, yeah. And, and that really set me into an understanding of we often act out of what is familiar, out of a habit. And women, you know, in my mother's culture, were taught to place men above them, to place people above them. And I come from a different view. Mm -hmm. I come from... I want to be good to me. And what does that look like? A lot of people have no idea. What does it look like to be good to yourself? Sure. In a relationship, if a woman looks to a man, and I'm putting that weight on a woman because mm -hmm. it seems to hold stronger in that space, she looks to a man to satisfy her, to take care of her happiness, to you know have a financial sense of security, to fulfill her, not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. 
if a woman can find that sense of self mm -hmm. and be okay with who she is, I'm willing to be wrong, but my observation with working with people for all these years is that when you're okay with you, your relationship is better. And you don't have to put all that weight on that other human being for your self-satisfaction. That's a heavy, heavy work. It's a lot of work. It's yep. a lot of work. And so we have this bad image of you guys. When I'm, My hope in this book is that if something will click to stop a breakup from happening. Something will click for, for me to take responsibility for the role I play in this relationship mm -hmm. and allow you, instead of blaming you, you did this. You're, it's your fault. How about, hmm, let's see. I came in and I attacked him. So what could he do? He either went brain dead and couldn't speak, and yeah. I'm pissed off because I'm not getting back what I want, but he's like, I don't know what to say. What did I do? Sure. Or we come back with the attacking attitude. So now we have two people attacking. Instead of recognizing this is the role I played in this situation, mm -hmm. I'm going to back up. I'm going to, for me, when I fight with my husband, because I'm Chaldean, I like to yell. <laughs> He's a That's white boy. That's how we win arguments, right? By right. Helen. But he can't handle that, okay? I'm loud, obviously, and boisterous and dynamic, and he is this very calm. The best way for me to win an argument with him or to even have one is when I get pissed off, get out of the way. Go calm down. Call one of your girlfriends. Bitch about him. Cuss him out. Do whatever you need to do. Then come back and say, hey, honey, yesterday when you did this with these people here, I felt like you weren't supporting me. I felt like shit. Oh, my God, my husband becomes this biblical guy that can talk to me. Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my intention. I was trying to be funny. And it's genuine and it's real. But if he had to come back in an attacking point of view, mm -hmm. I'm going to get pissed off. What the fuck do you mean? I didn't mean to hurt you. I don't know what the fuck your problem is. It becomes a whole different world of communication, mm -hmm. a whole different world. And the only way we can communicate is from our point of view. Sure. But how do we get out of our own way? We have to get out of our own way and recognize we played a role in that exp yep. experience. Yep. I do it with my kids all the time. Yep. And, and I learned that a, um, a long time ago, uh, probably about I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years ago. It was um I, we used to be read retail life. It's kind of it's same thing. You're married to yes, you know customers. customers. Your relationship, your your neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And, and and the industry I was in was cell phones, and they would come in a lot of times irate about the cell phone bills and stuff. And it goes back to what you're saying. It's how you respond. I learned the number one thing to say, and I taught all my guys this. Anybody who ever comes in that followed this every time is just say the first thing is I understand. Exactly. You hit them with the I understand. You calm it down. You're letting them know, you know. So I guess, you know, it, it is for every action, it's your reaction and it's how you do it. I've also seen, um, which it goes back to your book here. I mean, it, it falls back to chromosomes, right? We got X and Y, you know, you know, male, female. And um, that's why a lot of times, like, when I'll do things or I try to get the best opinion, I'll ask four or five women because they dissect it different than we do. And even if you look at six of the best books that were written about stuff like that, five of them account that women have better decision-making than men do. And again, it comes down to that, like you said, but it's the communication part of it that you try to get over. We're different. Men and women are different, and we need to be okay with that. We're savages. And, and <laughs> you know, we don't, we have to realize that we're not gonna take from you. We have to allow, allow, allow you and me, women and men, to give to each other. Mm -hmm. To go into a relationship because you fulfill my life or because you complete me, that's a tough life. Mm -hmm. To go into a relationship because I'm okay with me and you're okay with you, mm -hmm. let's do okay together in life. Sure. Whole, puts a whole different thing on the relationship. And in our community, in every community, 
we get married young, we go to college, we complete the college, we're in love, right? We don't talk about sex. Yeah. We don't talk about what I like, what I've never experienced, what I want to try. How am I going to try this? Is it safe to talk with you about it? What if I want to be totally off the wall? Are you okay with that? Yeah. You know, and if you're not, can I be okay with that and still walk this path with you? We don't talk about money. Oh, boy. Why don't we talk about money? You know, we get married. I make, you know, $700,000 a year, and I'm only going to give you a $5,000 a month allowance. But I got five kids I got to deal with here. Is that enough money? And how come I'm not as much a part of that as you are? Let's communicate about it. Sure. Let's talk about, babe, I'm making all the money. I kind of feel like I should get a little bit more than you because, you know, and I want to manage the household. How about you manage the household? Uh, you know, how do we make this work? The Let's balance. talk about it. We mm -hmm. don't do that. Mm -hmm. we, and, and, and in many, 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 many communities, we don't do that. You know, let's talk about our religious beliefs. I might not marry someone. My husband is not Catholic. I am Catholic. Even though I'm frustrated with Catholicism, I have a strong faith. For me, man, my life is... Thank you, God. I love my life. It's not always easy, yeah. right? Sometimes yeah. it sucks, but I'll take it, <laughs> right? Yeah. What about religion? You know, okay, can I do being okay with you not following the same path as me? Or do we want to tithe? And how do we want to tithe? Do we have to follow what everybody else is doing? Or can we step out of the way? I want to go to church in blue jeans and tennis shoes. Yeah. I want to get all dressed up and take the Mercedes with me. Fine. Why can't we be okay with that? Right. So this book is about understanding communication. It's about understanding yourself. Sure. It's about understanding that men and women are definitely different, and it's fabulous. And if we could learn to communicate, I have news for you. Women, we're going to have tone because we have all that stuff on our minds. And if a man could say to her, baby, let's just calm a minute, take a good deep breath, and just ask me what you want. I'll take care of it. You want some help with the kids? I'm okay with that, but mm -hmm. slow down. And she'll go, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. Because we don't, it feels nasty to have tone. When I was yelling at my kids, finally one day I said, that's it, I'm not yelling anymore. Why? Because it doesn't make me feel good. I'm not going to worry about sure. you. Screw you now. This is about me now. Right? Yep. When I stopped yelling at them, their life got better and so did mine. So a question I got to both of you because okay. I'm the one who's been single. Mm -hmm. Is it as easy to accomplish these goals? I mean, do you, did, do you, did you ever see yourself, did you foresee yourself ever like being able to break it down like that and conversate? Is that something you practice? Like, like, no, that's why I'm divorced. Truth, as I'm saying. Two people, three people played a role. The one mm -hmm. that wasn't there, yep. because my view of what you did is different than what happened. Yep. And her view of what, in your mind, what she did is what she did, but what she experienced was not the same thing you experienced. Right. So, so for me, for me, again, mm -hmm. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you, I had this awful experience that turned out to be a privilege. I figured if my brother had died, I was not going to go through life suffering. I, he loved living. I was going to follow his path. Sure. So I was going to find a way to love living. But I knew that just to love it for me was not going to work. That I had to allow myself to see people as they are. Right? I don't like it. Pisses me off. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And can I accept you for who you are? Yes, I can. That doesn't mean I want to walk with you. Right. Go walk right. in a different path. So I would offer <clears throat> you the thought that in my experience, and who the hell am I? I am nobody. In my experience of dealing with people for all these years, physically mm -hmm. plays a great role. So what I've learned physically is have a conversation with the woman that you feel like you're going to marry. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about how we learn to communicate with each other. My husband and I agreed that when we got married, we, there would be no name calling when we got angry. Pissed me off. I like name calling. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call my girlfriends to name call. And, and I'd also say to my girlfriends, please don't hold this against him. It's just a moment. 
And that's the other thing women do. That, you know, I can't believe he did that to you. That's a, he's an asshole. Leave him. Stop that shit. He had a moment. Give the guy a break. And what role did you play in that? What role did you play in that moment? Yeah. Did you have an attitude? Did you have to back up? Look at you. It takes two people. Me sure. and you, Junior. Sure. Doesn't have to be husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yep. Me and Anthony, okay? It takes two people to make this happen. I have found, in my experience, women get overexcited. They overthink. They have tone. They're busy stuff going on, and they react. Men, you guys are like, what the, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, what, what is this? So we talked spiritual, we talked the book, we talked relationships. What about the physical side of, of what you do? So it's really very interesting because your body gives out a lot of information. And so we'll start with the simple stuff. Somebody, I see somebody with back pain, okay? And let's say it's low back pain. Mm -hmm. And and low emotions show up in our body. Every body pain you have, there's an emotional experience that's happened with that emotion. Mm -hmm. And this relates to what's going on in your physical, in your human life, mm -hmm. you know, energy, we'll call it. And so low back pain usually means support more than often because we're in a world of money. And people think money is, oh, look at me, I got all this money. Money is just a reward for your efforts. It's nothing more than that. And we place so much value on it. But when we don't feel supported, I don't have anybody there for me, you don't love me, nobody can help me through my problems, you know, I'm broke, I need someone to help me with this bill, it's often emotional support, and mm -hmm. we feel the weight of it in our low back, right? People come in with these low back, and I, I like, I choose to ask, can I, you know, can you give me some information, can I share some information with you? People that are open will hear it. People that come to see me, I have found in my entire experience, come to see me because they're ready. Because as you experience, Anthony, it's not comfortable. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just for the record, you know how I met Frances? First time meeting her. We knew each other but didn't meet each other. Met her at Powerhouse, and Marianne was telling her about my pain and everything to help out with this. Mm -hmm. And I see this lady, and she sees, she's a little short. Frances walks up and says, how you doing? I see Marianne's brother. I said, yeah. She said, come here for a second. <laughs> Put your fingers right in my mouth and starts touching. I said, "What the hell is this lady doing?" And she's got her fingers in my mouth. That's all. This, oh, this yeah. is pre-COVID, right? Yeah. This is pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. So, yeah. I said, "What is she doing?" I said to myself, "Trying man, to wake I, him up." Wow. Well, well, I was like, "Man, I got to text Marianne after this time. I'm not sure if this is gonna work right, out." Right, right. So, what? She just. You were able to identify the side of my body here that was getting inflamed because of this being gone. She was able to see the muscle and then tell me it stretched from here to here. She'd probably get migraine headaches right off the rip. That's exactly yeah. what's, you know, so that was my intro to her, so. And also, on that same note, to see me is an uncomfortable experience in a many different ways. But let's go first and foremost physical. I am not, what I do is I treat the pattern of the pain. So... I look at someone's body and your body reveals a lot. You might have a short shoulder, rotate it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. One leg hyperextends, the other one doesn't. Yep. Your feet turn out, your, your jaw is turned, your head is tilted like this. All of this is information to me and I map it out. I don't need to, but I do because I started that way. Um, and that then, then from there, I'm not gonna guess and assume I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna touch your body. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Yeah, this height's much worse. We're gonna, tr but they go, but the pain's over here, no. The, the mm -hmm. problem is here. I'm going to treat where the problem is. And it's really just seconds, but it's painful. Sure. And I'm hardly touching you. Trust me. I am weak. I cannot open a bottle. I don't have strength. When I apply strength, I'm using my whole body. 
and it's still gentle. I'm touching like this, like I'm hardly touching you. Okay, there's not much effort coming from me. So in that space, I'm treating the problem. And when you're done, like you feel like, oh yeah, that problem is gone that I came for. Mm -hmm. But that bitch, man, I can feel her for days, right? <laughs> the second time you come in, it's much less. The third time you come in, you don't feel me afterwards at all. Okay. And you feel better, okay? So in my practice, if I say to you, come in, and in the first 15 minutes, you're going to know if I'm right for you or not. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay me. To go. You I, I'm okay with that. And then a month from now, if you want to come back, then you have to pay me. But mm -hmm. I, I'm okay with you coming back going, you know, maybe she did do something, that little wench. So... Mm. Um, it, and so much of that is emotionally related. Mm -hmm. So we know St. Christopher. There's so much biblical stuff here. So first of all, I have there's so much stuff that I have chosen to read. And in many ways, it took me away from our religion that we were raised in right. as Chaldeans because it's inconsistent with our teachings. And for many years in Catholicism, we were not allowed to read the Bible. The Bible was not part of our teaching. Today, we are allowed to read the Bible, but it's the Catholic Bible. So there's so many different things. So we know that St. Christopher carried the weight on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. So what do you think when you have this neck ache and your shoulder hurts? What do you think it means? It means I got too much shit going on. Yep. I'm taking care of everybody else. Yep. How come I'm not asking people? Because I got too much pride, I can't ask you to help me. Or because I'm stuck in that thought pattern that I'm not supposed to ask for help. Mm -hmm. We get stuck in these things. Mm -hmm. When I unstick you, you kind of have the sense of, well, yeah, I'm going to ask for help from now on. So people come to me when they're ready to let go mm -hmm. of the emotion related to the pain. Sure. Okay? So headaches. I get migraine headaches. Headaches are often related to the emotional component of headaches of I'm not good enough. And when I get migraines, death is an option. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Just take me out. <laughs> <'Cause> they're <laughs> horrible. Oh, they're just horrible. And a, a good sense of that and what arises often for me when I have a headache is guilt and shame and so much pain. You know, and any emotion that I'd ever had of sadness, I'm like, oh, it's just too much to bear. I cannot take it. Give me drugs, please. For me, honestly, that was the only way. Okay. And I found, you know, I, they were always medical drugs that I took. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that it's it's that that emotional component that comes up from that and and as i myself have found this place of being okay with me mm -hmm. going yeah sometimes i don't feel worthy yeah sometimes i mean i definitely walk through every deadly sin guilt shame envy greed gluttony sloth anger all of them yep. you know lust i walk through all of them and when i can back up and go yeah but it's okay it's okay don't stay there you know, go there for a minute, be done with it, move on. It helped my headaches a lot. And, and so we do a lot at my practice, we do a lot of guided meditation with people mm -hmm. just to wake them up mm -hmm. to themselves, yeah. to God that lives. If you think that I believe that God lives in everything as it, right? The blade of grass, this rug, this table, you, me, all of us, and collectively we're one. But we get to be individual in this space. It's kind of cool because the power of God lives in me. Therefore, with this thing that our religion and many religions call faith, not the way we believe in Catholicism, but that I know that Jesus Christ said, ask and believe, I can have it. During this COVID thing, I moved into a new house. Man, I had so much judgment. It was terrible. It, judgment is a lot of fucking work. 
I, it was awful for me, okay? I had judgment. Oh, these people didn't disclose everything, how terrible they were. And my realtor said to me, are you sure you want this out? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my wonderful realtor, Renee Atchew, who is fabulous. Sorry, don't mean to give her a plug, but really uh, impressed with her. And Natalie Sheena, who worked with her. Anyways, uh, I both was Both very good people. Both very good yeah, people. Yeah, great. Uh, the energy I had was terrible. And I had the privilege of being with my sister-in-law, who is also intuitive and really understands this stuff mm -hmm. and she woke me she woke me up woke me up to oh my god the reason i've been suffering so much because i've been judging these people is like the sister-in-law here the sister-in-law is here among us yes oh, um, i can feel her i know <laughs> the energy i can feel fountain um, in the room uh so uh that awakening changed everything for me i went from being angry and having attitude the only place i found peace was at my work because i love doing what i do I love doing what I so, do. So walk the people through how a consult, consultation begins, how they can get one, right. and then what to, what to expect. Yep. So um, our website is musclecareinc.com. Mm -hmm. uh, my phone number, I'll post it on Facebook or whatever. It's 248-935-6000. It's as simple as calling me. I take all my calls because... And what are, what are, what are they calling you for? They're like, calling what, what, me because they're look? in pain. I generally see athletes, professional athletes, and people that have tried everything and nothing works. Okay. Or people that are curious, like yeah. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just call. I'll, I'll, you can, I can tell you over the telephone when you tell me where your pain is. I can ask some questions, and they're physical questions. They're mm -hmm. not, none of them are, you know, the spiritual form, the emotion related to it, or mm -hmm. so on. I always ask permission. Some people aren't interested in that, and that's okay. I'm not here right. to do that. It, I, I want to talk about your physical pain, and and you'll, you know, I'll tell you. Come on in. First 15 minutes, if you find that I'm not right for you, that's perfectly fine. I'll send you to the right person or I'll give you options. You know, you come in, we look at your and body. Coming in, coming in means Maple and Telegraph Maple area. and Telegraph. Our yep. office is at uh, Maple and Telegraph. Uh, again, on the website, 4120 Maple Road, Suite 107. And um, and we'll, we'll treat that pain pattern. My experience has been that People get results in the first visit that last. Not everybody, but yep. a lot of people. Most people come in that come in and it lasts. So it's like um, depending on the depth of your pain and if you're willing to, to break through the emotional component, mm -hmm. uh, depending on the depth of that pain, uh, you'll have a 30, 40, 50, 70% improvement. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see people one time. The sooner I see you after you feel the pain, the faster you're gonna get healed. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I'm treating what is the pattern. As I shared with you, I'm going to look at your body. We're going to see where you're off, how, and I'll exaggerate that yep. for you. And then we'll touch you. It's not just that vision that does it. Even though I know there's a sense of me that has this, it's like I'm an energy whisperer, you know, or a muscle whisperer. It's like you just kind of yeah. know. Like yep. people go, how do you know? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how I know. I just know I know, you know. Um, and it's... Um, Treatment is about 55 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, I charge $150 for a visit, but like I said, you'll know in the first 50 minutes, and you're going to get results that are going to last. Sure. You know, unless you're an athlete that continues to do things, you're going to keep coming. If you're someone that just came in for an injury and uh, you know, it, but and you're sitting at a desk all the time, you'll come in, you know, 
every once in a while. But generally by the first three visits, yep. you feel so good, we start extending you so that your muscles, because now your body's talking to itself. It's mm -hmm. very cool. Your nervous system, all yeah. your systems, muscular system are all talking to themselves. You jump like, started it again. There's started. no log jam. Like there's yeah. the, the pain doesn't, not all the focus is on that single pain right, point right. anymore. Now your body can flow and exactly. everything can communicate. Exactly. And we're not working muscle. We're working on membrane. It's like mm -hmm. a matrix in your body. You have this big giant spider web yeah. in your body. And after using this all the time, the spider web says, oh, I'm just going to hold on here. Mm -hmm. And this, we want to, and that spider web is affecting my left shoulder, my neck, my left hip, my big toe. Once we release not just this, but every place else where the spider web is grabbing on, you're like, oh, damn, dude, I didn't know that I felt that bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, my shoulders killed me. So she's like, <laughs> sure. like I said, my shoulder, and she just rips this uh -huh. so you could, I could straighten myself out. It right. gets in the thighs, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. Definitely, I'd be a candidate to be in your office. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure you would. You would. Yeah. And, and I've had, so I worked with basketball players a lot of times, and they'd come in using some kind of, you know, uh, anesthesia. Yeah. Right, propofol or yeah, beforehand, and and all of them said, "Bitch!" I said, mm -hmm. "What?" They said, "I could still feel your hands." Like, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> Apparently, there's something about feeling that discomfort that is also an awakening because sure. you didn't know how much pain you were in. You did, and that's why people leave my office not just with a physical sense, yep. but oh, my mind is clear. Yeah. I feel better. I my interpretation of that is. They're ready to get rid of the physical and the emotional and the spiritual pain mm -hmm. so that they can see. Mm -hmm. And people do say, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this was right here on the kitchen table this whole time. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's been here for 20 years, the first time I saw it. Right? right? I mean, yeah. and there is a big relationship between our physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional mind. It's one unit, just like the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're one unit. It's that completeness. And so... You know, and when we, you can get rid of a lot of pain just in the understanding of this book. Mm -hmm. When you can recognize the role you play in your own life and the way other people are reacting to you and what you're giving out, mm -hmm. it's freedom. Where can people find the book? When can they find it? When so will the, it be released? I'm just going to say the book is going to be out soon. It's in its final editing stage. Okay. It will be out soon. It's going to be self-published on Amazon. Okay. So you can go to Amazon. I will have a book signing. Hopefully you guys will have me on again, yeah, and yes, sure, I can give sure. you a hard time. Uh, when, uh, uh, how long is, how, how many pages is the book? So right now the book is about 170 pages. We're trying to condense it, although we're finding, there's, there's, the book is funny, the mm -hmm. book is fun, the book is deep, <laughs> and the book is insightful. And so we want to keep all of those things in there. The book is written as a conversation. Yeah. It's a conversation with me and a friend because there was such an awakening for her when we had these conversations that it seems so valuable because we are all, the way we receive things is all so different, right. you know, it's yep. just, and the way we hear things, you know, I could say you to you, put your shoe on, I could say to him, put your shoe on, and he's thinking, why do I have to help him put his shoe on, yeah. right? So. There's so much, yet it's just so unbelievably simple. Is there going to be an audio version of the book? For sure, and it's going to be in my mother's accent. Awesome. The man, he's stupid. I loved it when she said, I said, Mom, why does the man think the girl's bitch? He think inside his brain, what did I did? What why did she be so bitch? So it's it'll be fun. Great. So we wrap up every show by asking a simple question, and sometimes it gets complicated, but uh, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Ah, I love that I'm all one thing, 
right? I, I love that part. And what it means to me is it's the greatest family I will ever, I wish my kids had it. Mm -hmm. Because even though we are crazy and like whatever we are and we sure. gossip about each other and we talk about each other, I know that there's a great sense of love among our community. I know that as much as you might talk about me and find fault with me, if I were in a situation I needed help and I knew you lived down the street and I didn't know you, just the fact that I'm Chaldean, I know you're going to come out for me. Right. So I think it is the greatest hug with all the ugliness inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask uh, what you meant by you wish your kids had it? My children are both adopted. Okay. And uh, my husband's not Chaldean. Right. So but you are. I am. And I know, and my kids know, which is really fabulous. They know that if there were a situation and they told someone they were Chaldean, that they're in. They know that. And right. it's funny about our community right now because I see so many Chaldean people that don't look yeah. Chaldean. Yeah. Like all of our kids look American. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that second, third generation is really passed on. Uh, so, yes, my children are real clear about that, although they weren't raised. We, I was raised with all my cousins. Yeah, I see course. your family on Facebook. You guys are always together. I get envious. I'm like, oh, I want to come. Okay? Yeah. My kids don't have that, and I miss that for them. Yet, this is the life they're supposed to have, so I'm going to just trust what it But is. it's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, they know Chaldean. Yeah. They speak some Chaldean. They speak yeah. yeah, and good. thanks to one of my cousins... So they do I think have it's it. Casa, uh, they do have it. They, so they do. do have it. Just not in the same. I mean, of course, they, they don't have what I see I want them to have, which is what your family does now. Sure. You guys come together. The cousins come together. They all hang out. Yeah. We, we don't do that. But so they, they're raised by a crazy Chaldean woman. Oh, God, with so much. Chaldean background, culture. Yeah. So, but real quickly, so when my brother died, the whole Chaldean community changes. So when I was a kid and my brother died, my father actually had people say to him, you must have done something really terrible for God to take your child away. Jeez. In today's community, we don't do that. But at that time, they did that. Mm -hmm. They found fault. If you were ill, there was something wrong with right. you. You know, my cousin, Mike George, was ill. He didn't want anyone to know because he didn't want that judgment. It's the shame. Yeah, the shame. Yeah, yeah. There's no there shame. There's no shame, no. Uh, so, you know, that, so we lost a lot of family because of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, first cousins oh, gotcha. that all stepped yep. away because right, they didn't right, know right. how to behave, right? Yeah. You know, and so you got to forgive them, okay? They acted sure. like asses, but... Right, right. Really, I, I get the whole father forgive them. They don't know, don't know what they do, but can I, I beat this shit out of them, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Make me feel a little better for Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you want to close us out, Junior? Yeah, sure. Let's. Uh, so anything that we didn't touch on or anything that you want to... Um, uh, close off with right now? Or? I want to close off with thank you for allowing me to come from where I come from. Sure. From uh, being proud to be Chaldean, from being a woman and, you know, behaving somewhat like one of the guys in the room. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, for the privilege of being alive and to awaken to this, it's not an easy route that we're going to be embarking on as it's been already proven. Yet if we can rise and see the glory of every step we take through this thing, we may have a greater sense of peace through yeah. this thing called COVID. Sure. Sure, and I appreciate it. I so agree. anybody who's looking for anybody anybody who's looking for any type of therapeutical uh, assistance, um, even even some of your spiritual assistance and even to support Frances over here for her book, make sure you guys keep an eye on that. That's something pretty cool that she's going to be doing. Um, seems like it touched on a lot of stuff that we have within our community, man, woman, 
Um, also with what uh, she offered to us as well too. She'd be probably somebody good for many of you who could have be could be going through PTSD or any so, some sort of uh, trauma that you may have faced during COVID. So somebody like her could give you guys a hand. So make sure you support her. This is Francis George McCullough, and uh, I'm your host, Junior Bindu, along with Anthony Toma. Make sure you guys hit subscribe down at the bottom and follow us and share this. We definitely are on YouTube, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, many other resources that you can find us on all social media outlets. So keep up with us and keep a lookout on our Chaldean Eats coming up soon too. So uh, we'll see you next time. Signing off myself and to these two great people here. We will catch you up on the next Thank you. Chaldean.